This is Afterbirth, the fourth and more postpartum support group brought to you by Preggers Can Be Choosers. In this podcast, we offer peer-to-peer support, not paid psychotherapy. We try to offer support and personal experiences over solutions. If you find yourself in need of more support, the Postpartum Support International, or PSI, warm line is 1-800-944-4773. You can also send a text message to 503-894-9453. English and Spanish options are available. If you'd like to join our conversation live, we meet every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Need a reminder? You can sign up for text alerts at www.preggers.rock. Lastly, if you find this podcast helpful, please consider sponsoring this group for 99 cents a month. And don't forget to share this podcast with friends and family who may find it helpful too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Hey everybody, this is Rowan with Preggers Can Be Choosers, uh, Midwifery and um, Body and Mind Continuum Wellness Care Center here in Houston, Texas. And today I have my girl Caitlin and my girl Tiffany Joy with me. And our topic today is losing your shit with your kids. So if you can relate on that or have anything else you want to say. So let's just start with um, introducing ourselves and then we can lap back around to our topic. And more people might filter in as um, we go along. So, um, and I got to say that all my kids are adults and I still lose my shit with my kids sometimes. But because um, they're not living with me and they're not asking me stuff repeatedly right in front of me, I have a little bit more grace time and a little bit more chill. So that's my uh, 411 with that. Hey, I'm Caitlin. Um, I've got a five-year-old and a two-year-old and I have really just been losing my shit with them um, the last, this last week, really. Um, yeah, uh, my major thing was yesterday, and my five-year-old um, was mad at his brother, pretending to be a snake on the couch, and so instead of asking him to leave or do one of the many things that we've talked about, he decided to stomp on his head with his foot, and I just, um, I exploded, because that's the most dangerous thing he's ever, ever done. I mean, I completely lost my shit. Um, there was no way for me to calm down because I was so angry and I, I don't know, I'm just feeling guilty about it, but also like feeling guilty that we got to a point that he could, would do that, you know, and feeling like a failure as a mom for letting my kid feel like that was an okay thing to do in the first place. Anyway, that's where I'm at. Okay. Definitely timely topic for us too. Um, I'm Tiffany, mom of two. Lily is in kindergarten. Willow is almost four. Um, stay-at-home mom. And it seems like we have all been losing our shit lately. Um, I'm having a hard time trying to get Lily to convey her feelings in a way that is nonviolent and not pounding on the floor or breaking things or throwing things. Um, Last week we had the police come to our apartment because it was so loud and she was screaming so much that our downstairs neighbor, who we have spoken with on occasion, 
you know, about how loud it gets and things like that, she, I guess, became so worried that we were, as the adults, hurting our children, that she had to call the police, which we have told her not to do, and that our children are taken care of, but having just a hard time adjusting. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at. Um, I think I'm getting better at it, but um, it's got to be like a team effort between me and Barry, and I'm really trying to get the girls to work with me also so that we're communicating instead of yelling and throwing things and hitting each other. Hey, Mama D, we're introducing ourselves, and our topic today is uh, losing our shit with our kids. So if you want to check in on that, that'd be great. And then we're going to lap back around and unpack a little bit more. Okay, great. Hi, I'm Adila, or Mama D. Um, I am a mother of three, four-year-old, two-year-old, and seven-month-old, and I lose my shit all the time. <laughs> um, it's like a daily thing or not even the only thing I want to say, it's like at least every two hours. Um, speaking of shit though, you guys, I have to just really quickly tell you this funny story. So last night, um, Idris woke up and around like 4 a.m. regular, and I always change his diapers because if I don't change his diaper, his, he leaks out from his peak because he just pees so much. So I'm changing his diaper and I realized in the dark, in his crib, okay, and then I realized, oh shoot, there's shit in there. So let me just try to clean that up and I don't have a light on because I don't want to like fully wake him up. Um, and so I think I've got it all. I close it up and I'm trying to put his pants back or his like PJ little footies back in. And I like my hand swishes on something. <laughs> like, what is that? And so I reached out to touch again and it's like, it's pretty much shit that has rolled out of his diaper and onto the crib. And so I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> so I'm fumbling around in the dark with wipes, trying to like wipe up the shit from the crib sheet, from his PJs. And I just did not want to deal with everything that was going on at that moment. So I cleaned it up as much as I could. I stuck on um, a blanket over the crib that I knew was clean. <laughs> I just put him down, put him back to sleep. And I was like, I will mess with that shit later um, when I wake up in the morning and I'll see the damage then. So anyways, uh, but yeah, losing your cool is common and it never really feels good, obviously, right? You always like have this guilt kind of about it afterwards. Um, I lose my cool a lot with my second child. Like she's really kind of that, I'm gonna do what I want and not listen to you. Um, and, I, and then it's, it's like, I have to remind myself, I'm talking to a two-year-old, a two-and-a-half-year-old who can somewhat communicate with me, but she's not my four-year-old, so she can't fully understand what I'm saying, even though she probably can, but she just can't communicate back how she feels about things. Um, and I find that I have to, like, what really helps, if I remember, and I don't always remember to do this, is to, like, really take a deep breath, just to take a deep breath and turn around and kind of, like, look away from what's happening, the scene or whatever, like if there's a mess that I got to clean up, but just turn away, take like a few deep breaths, you know, really kind of do that three in, three out through my belly and say, it's okay. Because water all over the floor is not a big deal. 
um, pen mark on the wall. No one's hurt. It's okay. You know, um, a broken dish. Fine. I got to clean it up and make sure no one, you know, steps in that, but no one got hurt in the process. I'm okay. Dishes are meant to be broken at times, whatever, you know, we all do it. Um, I think the worst part though, is sometimes getting upset at them for accidents that they do. And you're like, Oh my God, why did you do that? I told you not to like, you know, stand over there. I told you to be careful of this. And, and then they accidentally knock it over or whatever. And there's a big mess because of it. And so you're getting ticked off at them, but they're just, it's not like they purposely like a cat pushed the plate off the table. (laughs) Like, fuck you. (laughs) They didn't do that. It was like an accident. They were twirling around being a two and a half year old and you know swung it with their hand by accident or their elbow or hit the edge of the table and it wobbled off or whatever and and so it's reminding myself like okay accidents happen they're not adults keep your cool Adila and yelling doesn't make anything happy and it really sucks too when your kid like asks for the other parent or your grandparent while you're yelling at them or being putting them in a timeout that like breaks my heart because then I just feel like the bad guy so Yep. I just wanted to add, so the only thing that doesn't make me feel like a bad guy afterwards is after I do the timeout, if there was something that was done that like she knew she shouldn't have done, um, and we, we have the timeout and then I ask like, why are you in the timeout? Um, then we have a hug session, even if I'm still pissed off at her, uh, we'd have to hug it out. And, uh, I usually, if I yelled at her and I knew it was wrong to do that, I'll always say, I'm sorry for yelling at you. Like I got really upset. Um, and so me apologizing, I hope that they can see that, you know, they too can apologize for things that, you know, if they get upset about and do something to me, um, that it's okay to say sorry and see your mistakes. Um, so. Yeah, but uh, I try really not to be like, do you want a cookie after this? Be like the good guy (laughs) again. It's just more of like, let's hug it out, have our, you know, emotional time. And then I'll say, you know, do you want to go play in your room together or something? And that's usually to make me feel better too, not just for them, but it's really to make me feel better about our day. So. One time when Rose was, oh, I'm sorry, Caitlin, you want to go? Oh, I'm just, yeah, you go. Um, it's the, like, culmination, right? Like, it's not just the broken dish. It's always like, oh, it's the broken dish plus the spilled water plus all of these things. And it's just, that's what wears you down so fast is that it's not just the one thing. It's like this constant thing of, I asked you please not to spin and I asked you to be careful and I did this and I did that. And I'm, I'm asking you to be conscious of what you're doing. And then things happen, right? And get and people get hurt, um, or something breaks, and it's like that's I feel when I find myself really losing it is when it's a culmination of I asked you not to, and then something happens, and then I get that's why I get so upset. And I agree, like I apologize and I do those things, right? It's a series of decisions. Um, that lead to something like I asked my son, we got a treadmill and I said, Skylar, it's not a toy. It's not a toy. It's not a toy. It's not a toy. What does he do? Oh, he starts walking at a one and he's like, mom, I'm doing it. I'm like, honey, it's not a toy. Please get off. Then what does he do? Oh, he's like, oh, I 
could do one, so I can do 10. So he hits 10. And guess what happens? He flies off because it started to go 10 miles an hour. And like, how many times do I have to tell you it's not a toy and to get off? You know, and then he's upset because he got hurt. He has learned a valuable lesson that it is not a toy. And guess what? He hasn't gone near it again because he had to learn a, a tough lesson that way. And it's, but again, I felt like a really crappy parent for not like standing up and removing him from, from it or, you know, but even if I had done that, he still would have gone right back, done it again, you know, and it's, there's only so many th times I can like remove him. Anyway, I felt like a crappy parent at that point too, but yesterday was my breaking point where I didn't hurt him, but I yelled at the top of my lungs and I'm glad I live in the forest. <laughs> Because um, I mean, I like he was in his room for a while uh, when he stomped on Atlas's head um, with his foot. I was, I was so upset that I mean, I just I didn't hurt him, but that's probably the closest I've ever come to really like being so mad that I would almost hurt him, um, like spank his butt. Because that was, it was just, it was so dangerous, you know, like, you don't stomp on someone's head. Anyway, just feeling like a really crappy parent in that moment. When you were flipping out, what was he doing? He was crying and shutting down because he was scared, you know, like, he's, I don't know that he's ever seen me that mad, but he's also been, um, he's been on such a rampage lately that he gets, when I do that too, then he gets really mad and then he'll start stomping or kicking walls. But this time he like shut down and I think he understood how serious I was. Um, because it took us like a, we, we had a good 30 minute, like in his room, having conversations, like really talking everything through because it was, it was that serious. And I, yeah. Um, so we had a conversation once everyone was kind of calmed down, but man, I, yeah, he, I know he hates when I yell, but I didn't, like, I couldn't, that's just it. I was mad at myself for not being able to control my own emotions and expecting him to control his emotions. And I know that that was my fault for not being able to do that. But I, at the same time, in the moment, didn't know how to control my emotions. I think that's like the hardest thing for me at sometimes because I'm such an emotional person, but it's difficult for me to not let it get to that point sometimes because I'm seeing the same thing in Lily where she just gets so emotional and wrapped up in whatever it is that she becomes violent. She has, she feels like she has to defend herself, defend her emotions defend you know her actions um and it has gotten to the point where i do have to get physical with her to remove her from willow to stop her from hitting me or throwing things at me and there have been times where i unintentionally hurt her and i have to explain to her that you know i'm sorry that it got to that and the, the not listening element, I've also mentioned to her that 
there are parents out there who hit their children because they're not listening, not behaving, or we try not to use like being bad or being good because they're just behaviors and actions. Um, but what really gets me is that they have, you know, I, I'm the safe person. I'm the one that they go to. So when there's conflict between us, they say things like, I don't love you anymore. I want a new mom. <laughs> You're not my mom anymore. And I know that they don't really understand the capacity of what they're saying, but to me that is so hurtful because I spend my life taking care of them and making sure that they have everything they need. And it just, you know, it just seems like it's driving the knife in even further. But at the same time, like they're playing the sticks, like they don't understand what they're saying. And I've tried to explain that to Willow, like, you know, you can't say that to mommy. It's not nice. It's not kind. And then that same day, she's, you know, flat out looked me in the eye and said it to me because she knew that that was something that would hurt me. Um, but I'm trying to not let that affect me as much and just telling them, well, thank you for letting me be your mommy for the time that I was kind of like turn it back onto them or say, well, let me, let me know when you find a new mommy so I can talk to her or something like that because I can't let it hurt me as much as I know that it does because they, I know that they don't really realize what they're saying. Tyler does that to me all the time. Um, he's like, I hate you. Um, and so I know that for him, his trigger is like, he needs to be with people. He needs like to be constantly talked to. And um, I just shut down. I'm like, I, I don't like to talk to people who are so mean to me. Like, you know, it's like setting boundaries with him the same way I would have to set boundaries with friends. And I'm not going to talk to you for a little while because I'm really upset. You know, um, the same way he's doing to me is that he's going, I'm really upset with you and saying hurtful things, but I can't let that continue, you know. So for me, I just have to kind of shut down and like not give him the attention he's asking for right after he said that because I can't reward that behavior with the thing he is craving most. But at the same time, then you're like, but these emotions are coming from somewhere because he needs my attention and my love. So I don't, you know, it's like trying to find some balance and magical thing that's just impossible. Um, have you guys watched uh, Kevin Hart Irresponsible on Netflix? Okay, well, <laughs> he talks a lot about his kids and it's kind of funny, but um, there's this one part where he talks about moms and he's like you moms like you want to be the best friend and you also want to be the parent and that just can't happen it's just it's impossible um and then of course he goes into like how great mothers are and what we do and you know all of that stuff but uh, he was saying dads dads are like they get the fun roll automatically they just you know it gets put on them they go to work they come back and it's like daddy's home 
yes. And they like run to the window and open the window. They're like, oh my God, dad's car's here. And you know, dad walks in and they like jump all over dad and everyone's like, it's like a jungle gym. And it's like, yes, dad, 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 dad. And that's like totally our house. That is our house 100%. My kids go insane for their dad. Um, and, and Khaled loves it. Like he plays with them. He does things with them that I don't do. Like he gets on the ground and rolls around with them and, you know, plays pony and I don't do that shit. Like get off my back. I'm not your father. <laughs> I can't hear you like that. You know, throws up in the air. Make me fly, dad, make me fly. Like he does all this fun stuff. And, and he also yells at them. Like, Anaya gets really physical with him, and she doesn't do that with me, but she scratches him, she bites him, um, and I think maybe it's because he's so, like, roughhousing with them, so she feels like she can do that, um, whereas we have a boundary, she can't do that to me, she's never really done that to me unless she's super angry um, about something that she'll come to, like, scratch my, my knee, but she'll, like, scratch his face, and she'll do it out of like excitement and she'll also do it out of like anger. Like she wants attention. And so he gets really mad at her um, for that and for like to our eldest daughter. And it's funny because like the A I will tell me, she'll say, you're not my best friend anymore. And you know, I'm not, I'm not going to be nice to you anymore. And you're, you're not going to get this painting or whatever. But she'll say to me, but she'll never say that to her father, even if he like, you know, disciplines her. And I hate that. It like drives me nuts. But, you know, I, I do get it because I'm the one who's in the house the whole time. So she sees me more than, than, than him. And I don't know, I guess like her like fun to like parent ratio with him is a lot different than with me. Um, but I think the biggest, like the hardest part in our house, at least is me and my husband being on the same page of how we parent and discipline because he will spank our kids, but he also gives them a warning. He's like, if you don't stop, you're going to go to timeout. And then if they do it again, after the timeout, he's like, if you do it again, you're going to get a smack. And, and so they do. And, and like, I keep telling him, and I do it too. Like I'm the same way. And and I'm trying to like put out with the smacking. Like, you know, I used to tell A, I'd be like, give me your hand. You're going to get a smack on your hand. Like that's where you get it. Um, with Anaya, there's a lot of smacks on the butt. Um, and, I keep telling him, especially with her, I'm like, we need to just put away with the snacking because she hits back. She hits back and she's just not going to learn, you know, this way. This isn't how she's learning, you know? Um, and so for us to get on the same page so that we don't like backtrack in our discipline um, and we try to move forward together, that's kind of tough, you know? And of course we've always like sat like, oh, let's read this book together. And we never read the book. Um, or he'll read the first chapter and I'll read cha three chapters and then it's like, that's it. Um, it's almost like we need to go to a, like a parenting class and just sit there and listen how to deal with children who are more physical. What's the best approach? And I don't even know if, you know, it's different, I'm sure for every child in every household, but, um, you know, we definitely go through the same things that you guys do. Uh, I just think that for for me, it's, it's him and I being on the same page so that we can, you know, so that she can learn whose authority, but also, um, that she knows that she's loved. Um, so I don't know if she just has that like middle syndrome or what, but anyways, and we'll see about Idris. Oh my God. I hope he's, I hope he's my chill kid. <laughs> but yeah. 
Oh, another thing I want to say too is I sometimes get into this um, name calling situation. Like me, I get angry, and so I say mean words to my children. Like, like what Tiffany was saying. Like, you know, you try not to say you're bad or whatever, and I'll say you're a bad girl. You're naughty. Um, you know, and like if my kids like hit, I'm gonna be like, no one's gonna want to be friends with you if you hit everyone. You know, and it's just like, it's like, it sucks to hear that coming out of my mouth later. Cause I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a bully. I'm such an asshole to my children. Like, why would I say that? Like, you know, again, she's only four. She's only two. And I'm such a dick for like trying to bring her down emotionally. Um, so like trying to filter my mouth is another um, thing I have to work on more. I'm like reading in my anger. You know, so I don't say those things because I'm trying to hurt her the way she hurt me. I don't know. It's, it's, it's stupid. It sucks, but it happens. I used to get so irritated with myself that it devolved to that point, you know, where I was like trying to out bully my bully baby kids. I don't know. Um, I just threw a link in the um, chat box and I'll put it in the show notes for love and logic with parenting. And a lot of that um, helped me quite a bit. So I'm just throwing that out. And the other thing is I asked Rose not too long ago, if she had, um, if she recalled some of like, you know, like, you know, I have um, like we all do epic parenting fail moments in our head when it's just like, Oh, that was really the worst. And now that Rose is, you know, late twenties and, um, and I would ask her, do you remember this or that? And she's like, no. So. Um, so some of the times that I thought were the worst. And then my dad also asked me a couple of things. And I was like, I remember that. I don't remember that. So um, it'll be interesting when y'all's kids are older, you can ask them this one time when I did this thing. So I'm just going to put that in the chat box. But I appreciate everybody's candor and talking about, you know, our hearts and where we do our best and where we don't. And it's the part where we do not our best. It stay, keeps me up at night or keeps us up at night or don't remember that I remember 20, 20 years later. And that's the scary part, right? Is that it's going to take us 20 years to find out whether or not we did the right thing. Um, you know, and that's, that's the scary part, at least for me. Um, so I don't know if I'm doing the right thing yet or not. And anyway. Yeah, it's like, it's like I worry for their soul, right? Like I want them to be liked by other people. And, it, you know, it's, that's just it. As, as moms, we go, oh, people aren't going to like you if you don't, you know, if you're hitting people. And we're trying to guide their souls towards the right, the right things and be that guidance. But at the same time, my issue also resides with um, at school, he's a perfect angel child. Like they have no disciplinary problems with him at school that when I told them that I had troubles with him and that he had behavior issues at home, they're like, what child is that? What, who are you talking about? Because that is certainly not your son because we don't see any of that at all. You know, they're like, we don't even see him like get upset if somebody else takes something from him. Whereas at home, if anyone takes anything from him, then it's a full blown crying tears meltdown so i'm like okay so this is only happening at home so what am i doing wrong that 
you know, is causing this. And my husband yesterday, like, I'm sorry, going back to the, the violence with his brother, um, my husband totally backed me up. They had a conversation of their own. Like we, it, you know, and I know that most people are like, okay, well, you want to talk about it once, but that was such a big deal to us that he talked about it with him when he got home too. And my husband will always back me up, you know, and um, we're having trouble with Skylar with lying right now too, um, of him going, well, mom said I could when he didn't even ask me and because he knew I would say no, or if I say no, then he'll go ask his dad and, you know, things like that. And he'll say, well, what did mom say? And he'll just say, oh, well, she said yes, or oh, she said no, but I want, and then my husband's like, you don't get to come ask me if mom already said no, right? So, like, I know that we're, we're clicking there, and I don't know, we're just, um, but again, we have different roles, because he gets the fun role. He's excited when, you know, he gets home, because both boys come running. So, anyway, um, I'm just really struggling and it's more with myself and my reactions towards my kids than you know all the things because like this morning anyway this morning I was just it was time to go right and Skylar was still not dressed I gave him 20 minutes to get dressed I gave him 30 minutes to eat and wake up and I just um yeah then it was time to go and I'm like loading Sky Atlas in the car and Skylar's still not dressed and then I was like I went and picked him clothes I was like here put these on and he's like but these are from my drawer and they're cold and I want the warm clothes in the dryer and I'm like I don't give a shit get dressed we needed to be in the car three minutes ago get dressed we have to go you know and it was a full-blown tantrum tears because he thinks I didn't give him enough time to do things but I'm like you have been awake for an hour now like that is enough time to get dressed and eat and wake up and relax. Anyway, it's just thing after thing. And then that's when I explode when I'm like, I'm trying to keep a schedule and keep it together and keep us on track. And it just blew up in my face today. Lily is in the same boat, like, I've been having, we've been, this has been going on all year, you know, since she started school. This isn't anything new. Um, it seems to be like last week, it kind of like got bad and grew with intensity. Um, and after the police showed up, um, really, they just took our name and number. And I mean, that's just because what they have to do legally, but they were very understanding. They didn't even come inside of the apartment. They're like, you just have loud kids, right? Because kids scream and that's what kids do. Um, but after that, I emailed the guidance counselor and was, you know, I emailed the guidance counselor and Lily's teacher and they were both so surprised. Like Lily's, is, you know, so helpful and great at school. We had no idea this was going on. And it's because like, she loves school. She wants to be at school. Um, and after speaking with the guidance counselor, she gave me like a bunch of ideas and basically it was like, you know, her day at school is so structured and routine. That's kind of what you need to have at home. Um, and it's almost like I have been pushing this away 
in my own life and it's come to the point where we have to get this way as a family so that we can continue to grow instead of you know moving backwards or causing problems um she gave me a bunch of other ideas with calendars and incentive charts and things like that so this week is the week to kind of like put the calendars up put the charts up and you know just see how it goes she said that it usually can take about six weeks for you to figure out if it's really working for you or not um so i'm looking forward to kind of like getting lily involved with you know what are going to be your rewards for behaving well i guess um it's kind of like makes sense but at the same time like some of it is a little bit frou-frou seems a little bit like over overly accommodating i don't i don't know we'll see how it goes but she's the same way like angel at school a terror at home and it's not every day some days are good and some days are bad Uh, we're talking about um, losing our shit with our kids and uh, like navigating behaviors and so that type of thing. And um, I wanted to say one of my friend's kids, was they relocated to Billings, Montana. And one of her kids was having a real hard time, who's about four, I think. And so she made a feelings corner where it had like different feelings and stuff like that. And the kid would go and, and like actively look at her feelings and like look at options and I'm trying to find a link to it right now for you guys. I'll put in the checkbox. But was that kind of what it was, or was it more of a tiff? I don't know. Um, you mentioned like a safe space that lately we have been trying to put, like, separate Lily if she's being violent so that she doesn't hurt other people, but then it turns into her getting upset because she's separated. So um, the guidance counselor suggested a safe space where Lily can go on her own, that she wants to be with, you know, her favorite stuffy loveys, her favorite books, something that's quiet so that she can kind of be separate, but also trying to actively calm down or take a minute to breathe. Um, I do like that idea with the kind of like having a feelings chart or identification so that she can maybe have a reminder of like, oh, I'm feeling angry, not sad, something like that. Um, that works really well with my daughter. So her school does like, um, at the end of the day, uh, you get a green smiley face. She did good in class and listened. And that's what, that's like her daily report card. You get like a yellow sad face. If you, you know, did something bad and got a timeout about it. And then you get like a red angry face. If you kept doing something bad and it was, you know, then you get like a no explanation home kind of whole deal. Um, and so she always gets green faces. And last week she had her first sad face and I asked her, you know, what happened? And she told me that she hit a boy uh, in the playground for, like, not letting her get on the swing. Um, and so we talked about, like, what you should do and whatever. Um, but 
uh, the only thing, no, I'm not quite sure. And I have to talk to her. I keep forgetting. I got to email her per teacher about it because she said when she got put in a timeout, she peed because she came home in her extra spare of clothes. And so when I asked her when she got in the car, I was like, oh, you know, did you have an accident? Where did you have an accident? And she said during nap time. So I said, okay. And then we talked about the incident at home. Um, she said, she, you know, I was like, did you get put on a timeout? And was that sad? Like, how'd you feel about the timeout? She was like, yeah, I was really upset. And I was crying. My teacher, da, da, da. And then I peed in my pants. And I was like, wait a second. Did you pee? She was like, because I really missed you. And so she was, I was like, did you pee because you were scared? Or did you pee because they're in the nap time? So I, I got to figure that out. But we do use the smiley face on weekends in our house. So I'll be like, you know, oh. A, I'm like, it doesn't look like you're behaving. You're not listening to mom and Bobby and, you know, being helpful like you normally are. Are you going to get a sad face today? And she'll be like, no, no. And then she'll go do whatever it is that we, you know, asked her to do or listened. Um, so that does work in our house. Um, I have seen the smiley corner thing. It is pretty cool. I, we don't do that. Um, I think that's a great idea actually for a middle child probably. Um, but I have seen that like pictures of that done before with kids in like a corner they have like the big different emotions kind of set up around them and they can point to which one that they feel. Um, I also got a, <laughs> I freaking love Daniel Tiger. That's, I feel like Daniel Tiger helps me deal with my emotions and it gives me ideas on how to like help my kids deal with their emotions. Um, so a lot of times it's like calming them down and getting them to, okay, like let's, we're not shouting anymore. We're calming down. And like one of them is like to hug yourself really tight and take a deep breath and then count to four. And that's to help calm down. And it actually works with my kids. So, um, Daniel Tiger for the mom tips. We are also big fans of Daniel Tiger. Um, he helped us with potty training. Uh, I have to, remember to like because I would just sing the song every time so that's a good idea to like look up the he's got a couple of like emotional songs or calming down songs um that it's just like two lines and you can just sing it and it helps them to remember that and Lily has that same thing too like the end of the day report card which I think I might just like literally photocopy so that it'll be the same exact thing at home at the end of the, the night before bedtime. And she fills out her own each like prompt has either smiley face, straight face, I guess like neutral and then frowny face. Um, and she loves filling it out. She shows it to me every day. She's very proud of it. So I might just even like photocopy that. It's a good idea. I found the link for the mindful corner stuff, so I put that in the chat here. I went and saw snooped on my friend's Facebook and um and they have like um like guidelines from like three to nine or something on it, so I said I found that extra. Bev, how are you doing? How's the mastitis? Um, it sucks. So the mastitis cleared up. Um after I took some antibiotics, but then I started getting another bout of it while I was still on antibiotics. Um, it's going away again, but I am weaning her now because I can't breast, I just can't breastfeed anymore. Um, I'm over it. 
<laughs> and um, so that's come with another handful of, it's just been a really hard week. Um, so we're doing a little bit better now. I mean, my boobs are mostly cleared up and she's taking a bottle pretty well now, but, um, but now she's really, really super constipated, I guess, because she's getting used to her formula. So yeah, that's it for now. Well, I want to say snaps to you for breastfeeding for as long as you could and then calling it when it was time to stop. Good for you, babe. Like, I just really want to say that on this platform and in this group that we are pro doing whatever you think is right for you and your family. And, uh, you know, just no judgment over here. And also remember that, um, and maybe for those who are listening, um, I'm a, I was a massage therapist and still continue to be a massage therapist and midwife. So, um, getting a little castor oil, um, you know, like smell it at the store, make sure it's not rancid, but putting a nickel size on your hands and, and then warming it up and then doing a little um, tummy massage is a great way to help that along. And um, castor oil done externally and a little size like that is um, within guidelines for taking care of your baby, no big deal. And there's lots of good videos on YouTube on how to do a sweet little belly tummy massage and also bicycling the legs and those types of things to help um, the body adjust. So there you go. Anybody else want to offer feedback? Thank you for that. Just airing out my baby's bum. <laughs> he's got he's got a little bit of a rash going today, so I think he doesn't do well with mango. I think <sighs> mango's giving him a rash, even though it tastes good. This is hilarious. So, um, for those who couldn't see, like all of a sudden, Mama D started waving something right around the vicinity of her baby's butt. So we're like, "What is happening there?" Oh, okay, that's <laughs> all good. Hi, Mama. You can say hi. Say hi to everybody. Hi. Mm. All oh, right. Sorry. Do you guys know what the um the 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 formula like nine one one group here in Houston is like the ones that will like deliver to you in in emergencies? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, they'll deliver formula or breast milk. No formula, because um, I was at I was at Burr and I was talking to like the sister-in-law who's a friend of mine. And we were talking about the brand that I use for Edisa is called um, Holly. It's that like German brand, um, and I can only order it online and it ships from New York. Um, so I have to like always make sure that I ship it in time, you know, for awesome. I like this one. Um, but she was saying that like oh she said like so and so sells it here in Houston and it's like yeah. that baby 911 kind of thing and I was like what I and I completely forgot the name of it and I just thought maybe someone here would know but I'll have to like, text her and ask her what it is so, yeah dude because we want to know about it yeah again, I will, again, I'll let the group know once I find out again. Alrighty, well, to wrap up, what we've decided is that we all kind of melt down and 
trip out at our kids and our kids trip out at us. And a couple of solutions we came up with was, um, first of all, just acknowledging each other and that we're not bad people and we are doing our best to parent our kids and still here we are not having our best days. And sometimes having our best days, right? Or sometimes it's our best 20 minutes followed by our worst 20 minutes. Totally how it goes. And then um, we came up with some calming corners and Tiffany is going to Xerox the card that what, what works well for in schools might help translate to working some well at home. Um, Caitlin and your spouse were on the same page. That's a win right there. Woo -woo. And Bev's healing from her mastitis and decided uh, that what was best for her family was to stop breastfeeding, also down, and that she's going to do a little, um, or a solution I offered was um, belly massage. Up to you to take that or not. You're up with your own family, your choices. And Mama is maybe going to cut back on the mangoes for the butt rash. Did I get all that right? <laughs> um, this group is very powerful, and it's, you know, way to see each other, way to be there with each other. Bev, I'm glad you came in at the end here. Glad to see you. Um, is there anything else that you want to throw out before we wrap up today? And is there anything we want to talk about specifically next week? Because we're on our every week format now. So, um, Just one thing. Uh, I know I jumped in here at the very end, but um, with y'all talking about the um, safe, safe corner or whatever you called it, so my seven-year-old has Asperger's and she deals with a lot of anger and um, not being able to communicate very well in it with words at least. So um, she actually, I'm so sorry, I'm outside. She actually decided on her own that her closet is her safe space. And um, it was something that I hadn't, even thought about but she she did that on her own and so um that's like been the best thing since she decided on that for us is anytime she just doesn't want to talk or can't you know get her thoughts straight for a few minutes she just goes straight to her closet and i know not to bother her and you know no one bothers her when she's in her closet and she's safe there and then she usually comes out and is able to at least express something to us so i just want to throw that out there and say it's it's a beautiful thing right on tiff what are you going to do with that information um that was kind of what i was thinking where i could set lily up with her safe space she's recently been taking like the bathroom stool and bringing it into her closet to access things that are hanging. But I saw her just like sitting in there one day and I was like, oh, she just fits perfectly. Can put some like stuff up on the walls in there, a, a basket with like some stuffed animals that are her favorite or whatever. Um, and it has a door. So if Willow wants to be in the room playing, Lily can cl close the door on herself if she wants to. Um, and that seems just more realistic than forcing her to be separated from the family. Um, and that way she can choose to be in there if she wants to be. But I like that idea of like being in the closet because it's small and it has a door.
Okay. Well, for next time, um, or just propose. I know we've talked about it before, like in the very beginning when we started this group out. But um, would you guys be cool to talk about sex after children, during pregnancy, after birth, after each child after birth, and kind of like, I don't know, relationship tips <laughs> with children, like how to, you know, build your relationship still and not stay the same, I guess, um, how to grow as a couple with kids? It's on. Let's talk about sex, baby. I'm down. Okay. All right. Well, that's what we'll talk about next time. Let's unmute ourselves, tell each other that we love each other because we do. And uh, I'll see you guys next week. And I should get this podcast up pretty quickly today. So um, I'll post the link in our group. Okay. I love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. See you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye. Are you wanting to join in the conversation but keep missing us live? Then sign up for text reminders at www.preggers.rocks. That's www.preggers.rocks. And we'll see you Tuesday at 11 a.m. Central Time. Oh, thank you.